This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans. And there it is. That's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely and control vehicle at all times. The TalkSport Fan Network is proudly supported by Muck Delivery, bringing you the food you love. Swansea has more McDonald's and clean sheets this season, so don't forget your Muck Nuggets are closer than you think with Muck Delivery. The only thing left to say is, you in? Order now in the McDonald's app and you can also get rewards points delivered too. So that ordering today means some tasty rewards for tomorrow. Only via the app are participating restaurants 18 plus rewards registration required points only on menu items. Delivery fee and terms apply. See mcdonalds.com for further details. Hey Spotifyers, click or tap the banner to listen to Rap Caviar, the freshest 50 hip-hop songs on the rawest playlist ever. Brought to you by our friends at Stars and the new season of Power Book 4, Force. Watch now, only on Stars and the Stars app. Major phone carriers make you sign contracts with rigid data plans to trap you into a kind of forced phonogamy. Sounds pretty insecure if you ask me. At Consumer Cellular, we believe in a more consensual and healthy form of phonogamy, free of contracts and more flexible to your data needs. This way, you stick around not because we force you to with contracts and fees, but because you love our phone plans. Like ardently love our phone plans. Phonogamously. Consumer Cellular. When Freedom calls, we're here to answer. Call us at 1-888-FREEDOM. Welcome back to another Swanscast podcast, everyone. Uh, well into the new year now. We've had a couple of football games. we um got two to talk about this week. We're going to touch on, which is the away trip up north to Sunderland, which Lee was in attendance of. Nice, A nice long away trip, that one. And the replay um, FA Cup match against Bristol City, which was as of recording last night. We obviously both went to the first leg. Um, we didn't go to the replay. I didn't go because I had... I went to see 1975, I did, in Cardiff, not going to lie. Um, what was you doing the last couple of days, Lee? But what uh, kept you busy? I, was, I, was well, I guess still, you were recovering from Sunderland, probably. I was still recovering from Sunderland. So I was, uh, yeah, I was not in a good, still not in a good state to go to uh, the replay yesterday. Yeah. <clears throat> but uh, still annoying, though. I need to talk about the TV coverage again. Say, like, the, the magic of the FA Cup. I assumed it would be, we'd be able to watch the replay, but... Uh, Magic of the FA Cup. Here's Liverpool and Wolves for the four millionth time. We see all the time, and you can't watch the other games. I don't see why they can't just all be there. But it wasn't even on Swans TV. No, I know. I don't, I don't get it. So it's like they didn't have the proper. Fo- I mean, they did have obviously cameras down there, but like they didn't broadcast it. It seems. I couldn't. Yeah. I... <sighs> No idea. I don't know. Weird. I don't know how they make these decisions. Like, surely if his camera's rolling the whole time, like, just put it somewhere. Seems seems like it's a stupid. You don't rule, need commentary. Though. You don't need commentary, do you? You just 
just you know like they do in the friendlies sometimes start of the season with yeah. one camera on the halfway line and it just pans back and forth yeah i think like you know? it's stupid i don't know if it's because like the re the original game wasn't on tv so then the replay i don't know i don't know if that's a rule because obviously wolves and liverpool was on tv and now it's on tv again and i think cardiff game against leeds was on wasn't it and now the replay's on tv tonight so i don't know if it's like a yeah, I don't know. I don't know. I don't, know I, don't know. I don't think so. Any. Anyway. I don't see why you can't watch it. Though I remember the. Um, I don't think they do it anymore. A couple of seasons back. A couple of seasons back. I think we played Stevenage. I think away. Gone a couple of years ago now. And uh, all the games on the red button on BBC. Go watch them all. That would be a good thing. Like if Amazon or anyone did it. I just can't. I can't see it being BBC. You just don't really do much football now, do they? But um, money and all that. But uh, yeah, it's just. Should be a better way. Oh well. Anyway, we could have gone frustrating. Could have gone to the stadium, I guess. But uh, sometimes it was a replay, wasn't it? So it's like I didn't even know when it was officially announced, but I already had plans anyway. And yeah, if you're coming back from Sunderland, then just yeah, well, we the did first the... game was so frustrating that it was like yeah, I, the, the first game annoyed me so much. I was thinking, oh, I can't do the replay, but I probably would have done it. But we did obviously Bristol the weekend before. Then we did. I did a weekend in Sunderland. I didn't get back home really until Monday. It was like nah, I. I was hoping I'd be able to watch it on the on the box. Well, there we go. Shouldn't have even been playing last night. Anyway, um, cool. okay, I got. I don't know about you, but it's freezing, freezing down in the back home in the in Swansea. There was a bit of snow up on the hills this morning. That's good. A first aid course, and uh, <laughs> nice. you could see the snow up on the hills. It was all ice on the floor. It was hailstorming when I went to the car. So I've got my snuddy on for this. I don't usually wear like stuff like that for the podcast, but I have to buckle today because it's nobbling. Um, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, we had a bit of snow, didn't we? Yeah. Well, I went up to Neath yesterday as well because um got family there and there was snow on the streets. First time I've seen that for a while. Actually stuck as well. Yeah. So it's yeah. two coats colder in Neath, though, isn't it? <laughs> it's always two coats colder in Neath every time. I thought you were on about some other coat of snow on the floor then for a second. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Two coats of snow, yeah. Um, anyway, let's move past that comment. I, I used to live in Neath, just for the reference, so I'm allowed to say that. Um, <clears throat> anyway, moving forward, we'll, uh, yeah, so as always, don't forget if you are interested and you're enjoying what's going on and you like to support Lee's drinking of uh, Stella Artois there. Oh, i got to be honest. No, no, i got to be honest. I... These are leftover Christmas stuff that I got to get rid of, and I, I don't I like Stella anymore. The fridge as well. Yeah, um, I'm just trying to get rid of it. So, if anybody wants to take it off my hands, swap it for some other beers. I was going to say, click the big red subscribe button if you're on YouTube, and if you're on Spotify, you can follow us. Um, should be somewhere under the logo, I think. And yeah, leave a like if you enjoy what we're talking about. Get involved in the comments. Let us know your thoughts and feelings so we know how to approach the upcoming episodes, like what you like to hear us talking about, so we can try and cater it more to what you guys like to enjoy listening about every bit of feedback helps us to improve uh, going forward so always appreciate that and you can communicate with us on twitter as well if you'd like to do that anyway let's let's get stuck in we're not probably going to do full hour today going to be a little bit off the cuff episode. like i said we have both been pretty busy in a way and whatever so we've got a little bit of stuff to talk about we got the two games so we'll start off with those and then we'll talk a little bit about the transfer activity or lack of but there has actually been a bit of rumors and news picking up since we spoke last week even though nothing's happened still so there is a little bit more to discuss there but let's start at Sunderland obviously you went up to Sunderland so you can talk 
a little bit more about the experience this time, especially with it being away day. We did a weekend up there, so that's always nice to talk about. We usually will just talk about key questions across the games if we're talking about a couple of league games because it's a league and cup. We'll just split it. So we'll talk about Sunderland and then we'll talk about the cup game because there's a few questions around the team selection and whether it was correct or he's approached the replay in the right way. So we'll talk about that later. But we'll start with the league game, Sunderland. Finally, I say finally, we got the win of Watford, didn't we? But um, maybe if you if you take the recent form then of the league games, yeah, there's, there's two wins in three. So is the form starting to pick back up is what I was going to say. Take the cup games away now. Obviously, the draw for, the draw against Bristol was in between the league games. But um, 4-0 win against Watford, 2-1 loss against Burnley, which, you know, it was still a tight game. And now going up to Sunderland and winning... 3-1. I think I've just yep. dropped Leo. Are you there still? No, I'm still here. Just your camera, that's all right. We don't need to see your lovely man, but anyway, we can still hear your voice. That's the main thing. Probably for the best, to be honest. <laughs> yeah, so Sunderland then. Is it's the form in the league starting to pick back up finally after the World Cup? Uh, no, I don't think so. i got to be honest. No. no, the the Sunderland game, I know it was 3-1, and pe- people might disagree with me, but I think 3-1 flattered us quite a bit. Yeah, yeah. I didn't think we played that well at all. Even um, you know, against ten men, I did the same same sort of thing we saw. We talked on the last one about Bristol City when there was just you know no real no real attack, just a bit sluggish again. I think going down the you know the red definitely a red card by the way before we get on to that. But maybe playing against ten men, it took us ages to adjust to it. It just seemed to. It just seemed to take us ages to sort of start getting into the game a bit more. We had a couple of more, we had a couple more chances than we did previously, but uh, I don't know. I think it just was one of those games where it just we just didn't look like scoring at all. It was just going on and on and on, and it was nil nil at half time, and they actually looked more more likely to score. Sunderland did with ten men. It was the same old thing. We're passing it around. We're making a couple of mistakes. They they're nipping in there, and they look like. They looked like they were better on the attack, um, but I think like when we did get the goal, it was massive because then with like I think Tony Mowbray said they're the worst team to play against when you got ten men when they want you know when we're one nil up, but then it was the same sort of thing against Bristol City we're one nil up and you can just see the Sunderland were growing into the game, growing into the game, growing into the game. Our passing was getting a bit more sloppy, waiting for us to make a mistake, and they get the equaliser. And I got to be honest, like they were good value for the equaliser as well. And I thought, oh, here we go. Um, but I think what saved us was Liam Cullen's ridiculous finish. Poacher's finish. I don't mean, think he knew anything about it. Didn't he say like the luckiest goal you've ever seen? Oh, it, well, it literally like bounces off the defender, hits his leg and goes in the bottom corner. I don't think he knows much about it. But... So what is it, like a cross into the box or someone else shot or something? Yeah, I think it was like a cross into the box. The defender like sort of clears it, but it, hit, it just hits Liam Cullen because he's running in, hits him and goes in the bottom corner. Goal of the season. But uh, no, I think we take, uh, him, we take him. Oh, it's a proper striker's finish, Alice. He's got to follow it in, and then um, I, I think because that, those, yeah, I think because that came in. That's true, actually. Yeah, you've got to be you've got to be in the position. He's done it a couple of times when he's scored, you know, goals when they hit the post and stuff. So he's getting the right areas. But I think like because that goal came almost straight away after the equalised, that killed the game. Then that that did that that absolutely killed the game. But I think up to that point. It was still on the fence, and I was thinking, oh my God, we cannot lose this game when they went down to 10 men. So 
I don't know. I think three one was a bit was a bit flat, and then obviously Ollie Cooper goes on in and scores an amazing goal at the end. In all fairness, um, but yeah, it was a little bit. It was frustrating again. I was getting a bit frustrated. Ollie Sorry, Cooper rambling on. To find the net a little bit, isn't he recently? Yeah, he's um getting a couple of goals, which is nice to see. Because uh, I think that's something that maybe not missing from his game, but like needed to. He could do a bit more of, and he's starting to bring that out now, which um, <clears throat> it's only going to make benefit him going forward and benefit the team. But yeah, so Sunderland game. Um, red card, do you want to tell us that? Because I was speaking to you about it after I saw the replay of going through TikTok, and I saw some Sunderland fans saying the game's gone soft. I think they were joking. But um, you said in the stadium you didn't think there was a red card. No, i I, I got to be honest. But like you're quite high up in Sunderland. Uh, and when it happened, I just thought, oh, you know, yellow card, because he was, like, on the break, and it looked like he just sort of just cropped him. And I thought, and I didn't realise that when this, when all the Swans players run in then, like, and there was all the pushing yeah. and shoving, <clears throat> I thought, oh, I've missed something here, because it didn't seem yeah, that bad. Yeah, he missed the ball completely and sent him to Narnia, I think. Yeah, so. when, when I saw the replay, I was thinking, but yeah, it was 100% the red card, and the ref got it right. But, yeah, at the time, I was quite surprised. But I was quite far away from it, to be honest. You're up in the gods. In Sunderland, but uh, yeah, it's a horrific tackle, leg breaker, and then all game. Then you know the Sunderland fans like, ah, oh, refs awful, refs awful. But I think he got all the big decisions right. It was right after they had a penalty shout, which was not a penalty because I can't remember who it was running in, but Liam Cullen sort of makes the tackle, but the guy tries to do that like spin move. I don't know what you call it. And then he's just he does the spin, and then he just keeps going backwards. He just keeps going backwards into Liam Cullen. And leaves the ball. It's just like it's never, it's never a foul. And then I think that's what brings on the that tackle end because we instantly break from that from the penalty shout. And then he's cut Luco nines come in from like full back, hundred miles an hour into the middle of the field. Is he right? Horrendous tackle. Even it, Tony Mowbray yeah. said that he couldn't defend it. It was horrendous. I saw it came up on TikTok right before Awful. before I'd seen the highlights or anything, and um, I was just like, Jesus Christ! I didn't realize it was that clear cut you know sometimes you see a red card and I go right, fair enough but it's a big challenge um Oli Cooper got more, up all right though by the look of it because he scored later on didn't he that was lucky though because those are the type that is that was a leg break attack that is the tackle that could end uh, a season you know yeah he landed as well after like getting kind of flipped upside down on his back so yeah he scored a great goal though that goal he scored at the end was, was brilliant well it's good good fair uh, play. I mean, we talked about it. We also scored with basically his first touch against Bristol last night. So, yeah, I feel, uh, like, I feel like I'm being harsh. I feel like I'm being harsh on those ones. Like I don't like you said, like three one. It's a good win away. I mean, always you know, winning away from home is hard in the championship, but it just had the feel of that game again, where it was like really slipping away from us. Yeah. Especially when they equalised, it's like, oh, this this cannot be happening, and we didn't particularly right. play that well. I do get what you're saying, but maybe we should put context on it because Sunderland were eighth place going into the game. They were three points ahead of us in the league and we were away. So, you know, they haven't lost in the last five before that. That's a good win. It's a, it's a cracking win. I just think, like, the context of the game, when we were, like, they were down to 10 men. I don't think we sort of, I just don't think we took advantage of that very well for a while. Maybe it did, did show in the end. Yeah. But that's what I was, we were talking about this when we went to Bristol game about the game plan being like, at the start, you're trying to tire them out a little bit. So, even more so with 10 men because they do go into a defensive block preserve a point you want to move them around so that the opportunities and the gaps come later on that's what the game plan is isn't it a slow patient build-up play that's how russell martin wants to 
play football. I know fans get frustrated sometimes how slow it can be, but that is the game plan, right? Whether you like it or not, that's that's the plan that they go with. Um, Sunderland's form was three wins and two draws in the last five. Uh, a lot of goals. Good, good. Um, bet would have been both teams to score. Looking at their their form, um, yeah. I don't think it's a, yeah. They've been they've been doing really well recently. So it might have looked like the lackluster game where we didn't take advantage of ten men. But I wasn't going up there expecting to win, to be honest. So yeah, ten men. No, probably I yeah. wasn't either. Um, no, I, I, no, I, it is fair. I just, um, it was just, I don't know the way that we were playing again. Though I think in principle that works. Like I get it, like tiring teams out, it works. But then, when are we going to take it? When are we going to take advantage? There were so many opportunities where I feel like we haven't had that for a while. Though, like shoot, if there's though. a red card, we seem to struggle anyway. I know, but there was opportunities where like someone has to take a shot and they're just passing it off. Like, no, I don't want to take the shot. I don't want to take the shot. I don't want to take the shot. Yeah. There was one from Jay Fulton in the second half where, from my position, he's running in. I think the ball comes out to him and he's running in. He literally has to pass it into the, into the corner. The keeper is the other way. He literally has to pass it into the corner and he cuts back and tries to look for a pass. I'm thinking, why, why are you not shooting? It just seems to be that they are all reluctant to take a shot, take I a mean, chance. It must be what the coaching staff is saying to them. Yeah, it must like, be. Yeah, really obviously, yeah. it must be. Um. But yeah, I don't know. And then our passing was quite sloppy as well. Like I think, like the more sometimes the more we keep the ball, it's just more more chance we're going to make a mistake. There were a few like there were a few dodgy moments between like Cabango and Darling passing it back and forth, where you know the pass is a bit short and Darling has to has to slide in to save the striker taking it and running in. Basically, I think, oh my god, we're just putting ourselves under pressure. But yeah, you know, all in all, I think good win away from home. But also, I will say, I think like. I know, like Sunderland are eighth, and you know we're still only three points off the playoffs and all well, this. But <clears> I just think, that, I just yeah, I just think that pack though. I just think that pack is just it's poor quality. I think it looks good because it's all close, but I just think it's just poor quality. We've I think there was two poor like last season. Though I think since COVID, the quality of the league in general has slipped. So oh, I definitely just, just part of the group. You can't argue that. I mean, yeah, yeah. Just yeah. look at the sign-ins in the summer. It's nothing special, was it, from us really? No. So for us to be still in there, we were more happy that we kept like Perot than we were that we signed anyone. Yeah, you know, so like, and then you haven't really performed this year, so um, not to the levels anyway. You haven't really been. He's not been a bad Championship player, but he's not been what he was last year. Is what I mean. Um, yeah. So it's this. It's kind of the Lee, isn't it? It's, it's a weird place at the moment, and to think that necessarily is gonna improve for perhaps a while unless you get lucky with a couple of like youngsters you might buy and bring through or lucky with some out there sign-ins that you might make but yeah it's, it's not all the time is it yeah or it so just I, clicks and you've got a game plan that works and you manage to yeah. go up that way yeah so i am being a bit harsh i was obviously chuffed with the win away just being a bit picky um i think like it, it looked a bit better than it was but a couple of things from that game though like Latipode, yeah, right back. It's frightening me. It's just absolutely ridiculous now. He did well for the he did well for the third goal. I think Bender plays like a really long ball to him and he like gets on the end of it. And I think like he does well there, but most of the game, like giving the ball away and he got absolutely rinsed by um I think it was Jack Clark playing left wing for uh yeah, yeah. Sandland. He got absolutely <laughs> rinsed like for the goal. Player, he got rinsed for the goal. He got absolutely I'm not left surprised. Dead. 
I did actually when I was on the uh, podcast with the Sunderland um, fan uh, Graham. I did say if Flatterbody is playing there up against Jack Clark, <laughs> it's probably where you want to go. Oh yeah. So yeah, I did. I did yeah, call yeah. call that as an opportunity for them because if they got a tricky winner winger who's going to take players on any team, you just would, wouldn't you? Why would you not? Yeah. Why would you attack Manning? You'd attack. You'd attack Latabodia. Because yeah. he shouldn't be there. He's not being quite. highlighted. Yeah. It's standing out now like a thumb, like a sore thumb. It's just, uh, yeah, it's still my head in. I think, like, not nothing against him. I think, like, fair enough, he's done well for us. Like, but it's just, it just doesn't work. Can't still be playing a centre back or right back. You just can't no. be doing it all this time. But, it needs but to, there we go. It needs to be fixed, like, seriously. Um, yeah. What about Diallo? How did he play? I thought he was another one I was gonna stand up, but it looks like he had quite a poor game. Yeah, he was quite quiet to be honest. Didn't really didn't really do a lot. I think on the red card he was he was a bit isolated then. Um I think he would be against us, like keeping on the ball, he was a bit isolated, but didn't really see much of him. Yeah. Yeah. Well, that's fair enough. So um yeah, scoring three goals was positive. It's just whether we can take it forward yeah. now. I mean, looking at the bench again, <clears throat> hope no Patterson, no Obafemi. Um so Ranula is getting kept out of the team in by Latabodia at the moment. Yeah, I'm not Which sure. It's another interesting that. conversation there. Yeah. Still starting with uh, Grimes, Allen, Felton. Was it the same, like three in the middle, just rotating going forward? Yeah, same sort of thing. Three and in the middle. What about Perot and Cullen up top? Are they still peeling wide? Or are they not? No, no, they're not as much this time. Not as much as that Bristol City game. When you tear my hair out, they were more direct. I think it works though. I like. I really like. I think the Cullen and Perot thing can work quite well. Like I joke about the goal, but he's he's always in that position, like a proper proper nine, like always getting into the right position. So I'll give him credit for that. Always following it in. Like he scored the two goals off the post, and he got that one because he's following in. He's always in the right position. So I think it's working quite well, especially there because like they weren't playing on the wing, yeah. which was so much better. They were a bit more in, so it worked. No fair. I just. Um... Maybe it was an experiment at Bristol and using the FA Cup yeah. to try some new ideas and it didn't quite work out. But yeah. there we go. Let's move on to... Um... I will say, though, cracking away day, good weekend in Sunderland. Yeah. Normally we normally we would probably go to Newcastle, but we didn't this time. We actually just stayed in Sunderland. It's quite good. I have to, I have to go again. Maybe I'll come yeah. with you next time. Yeah. Um, yeah. Okay, going forward then, Birmingham. Bristol City replay in the Cup. Um, <clears throat> I don't know Bristol City's team too well, but I think we made more changes, but I could be wrong. I haven't actually checked, but um, we made quite a few changes to our team. I think there's only three players that stayed in the team, which were Ben Cabango, Mac Rimes, and Joe Perot. Sorry, and Joe Latabodia as well. He stayed, so four players. I think Wood didn't start against Sunderland, did he? No. So, what did you uh, did you see any of the game first of all? Because it was quite. We did speak earlier. It was quite hard to watch if you didn't go down. I didn't watch it live. I had it on the radio again, back to old school, because it was nothing on, uh, nothing to watch. And I watched the highlights, but uh, I don't know. sounded sounded like same old, really. Just a lot of possession, not not enough cutting edge. I think you can just expect that these days. In most games, I was kind. I was. I was a little bit. I don't know. I'm a little bit on the fence because I quite like that players like Congreve were getting a start. 
I was kind of wanted to see that, uh, to see how he does. And then, I don't know, also I'm thinking <laughs> we're not realistically going to get relegated and we've got an outside chance of the playoffs. Could we not have maybe pushed a little bit for a cup run? Knowing that we had Chesterfield or West Brom at home in the next round. I know it's not like, oh, we've got a blockbuster tie in the next round. I think if we had like a Man United or something waiting for us in the next round, we probably would have gone for it. But I don't know. You think like you've got a you've got Bristol City at home and then potentially West Brom or Chesterfield. Do you go for it thinking there's a fifth round opportunity there to put together a bit of cup run, knowing that the league is not going to change that much? I mean, we've still got an outside chance of the playoffs, but yeah. I don't know. Well, I had a fancy to cup uh, run. We did touch on this to me earlier. Um, also, I just checked. There was we definitely made more changes than Bristol made. They didn't make that many, and but they did change the formation. So. Or something interesting, but um, yeah, I think when we when we saw the team, we had a little bit of a conversation about this as well. And I said to you, to be fair, I think you can blame Martin because if he played his first team, it didn't work, and then they were all knackered, and then they had a rubbish game against QPR on the weekend. That would be wrong. You know, they've just done the longest away trip in the in the season up to Sunderland to come back. What's the point of having these players if you can't rotate them? It's not like you played a bunch of kids, is it? You played all the players that played have started a game this season, I believe. Um, they are, even Cameron Congreve started a game this season, even though he got subbed off. So they've all started, they've all been a starter at some point, and most of them have been like a first team regular starter at some point. So, like Carl Norton, Nathan Wood, who came in, Fisher was number one at the start of the season, Soronola started running games, um, and Cham maybe is the one that. As in, is in and out a lot, but he's definitely started games for us like over the last two seasons. Do you know what I mean? Kundal, he started plenty of games this season. Congreve's the one that's the most inexperienced, but he has started a game this season. I, so it's yeah, not I even know. like he's made changes of like a bunch of kids. So, like, can you really say that? Not you now, but can people really say like they shouldn't have played? Because no, it was a good no, option. No, it's not. Up, and I think it allows. What he thinks is right now his first team probably did need a rest. You know, players like Joe Allen, um, they've done a lot of football recently. It's been quite a lot of fi- fixture congestion, especially with the World Cup. So I think you don't want an FA Cup replay. So when that's now come, he's probably like, you know, obviously he wanted to go for X. He played his first team the first time, but arguably, like, you know, it wasn't a midweek fixture the first time. Now it's a mid- midweek fixture. He's probably thinking, yeah, I want to win. I'm going to still play a strong team. They haven't played together for a while properly, but it gives them a chance to show me where they should. And if it doesn't work out, we need folks on the league anyway. That's the way I see it anyway. I think it was a free hit for him, really, because he could have just, like, obviously made seven changes. And then if we go through, then great. If we don't, then, oh, you know, we had to make seven changes for um, after Sunderland, which is fair enough. I can understand why he does it. I also think... I, I I doubt it, but I like to think that he probably said like, "Look, I have to, I have to make these changes because I haven't got a big enough squad." It was kind of a, you know, this is what I've got, yeah, just to show. Um, but I think you are right. Like the players he has played, you can't say they're not necessarily good enough. But I mean, for that many changes, that combination of players have never have not played together. Whereas in the league, you sort of have a a base and you make one or two changes every yeah. week. To make seven changes. Did he play five at the back? I think it was four, wasn't it? 
So who plays in midfield? Because on sofa scores got Latibodia, but I doubt. Ah, uh, maybe, maybe it wasn't then. Was it Norton and Latibodia played right back? Yeah, maybe. No, because it was Wood. Wood played, didn't he? Yeah, and Cabango. Oh, so it would have That's been a bit, probably, saying, it was a five then. I think it was a five because like, he right, went so a black five of Soranola, Wood, Cabango, Norton, and Latibodia. I'm pretty sure will have played together this season. Quite a few times earlier this season when Norton was starting. When I looked at the highlights, so it looked like Latibodia was playing, and not Latibodia, Soranola was playing left back. Yeah, I so think it was. Yeah, so Norton would have been in centre back. It was a three, wouldn't it? it? Would have been Wood. Cabango Norton, and you would have had Soranola and Latavodia Latibodi. either side, which they have done that when they've had when they've subbed off Manning, for example, earlier this season. Fisher as well. Fisher, he started the season, so that, that that back five looks more like it looked like at the start of the season, bar Manning probably. Like it's not yeah. that out there because Darling was out of the picture for a few, quite a few games in a row, and everyone was questioning that. So I don't think that's that questionable. The midfield of yeah, but like Northern hasn't played for weeks. Probably where I'd be like Grimes, Cundell, and Cham, isn't it? So yeah. But then also, if you look at it as well, I think you would have made four more changes if you had four more options. But there was literally yeah. there's no one that could have come in for uh, Cabango, Grimes, Latavodia, and Perot because no, the only ones you could swap them for would have also played in the previous game. I think he did it, though, didn't he? Like, swapped them then, didn't he? Yeah, well, I mean, you would have had Oberfermi and Patterson and Oko Flex and Finley Stevens, wouldn't you? But they're not here, well, not here or not here mentally. Um, So, yeah, you could, maybe that is part of the reasoning. So, what I'm saying is, like, I personally don't think he should get criticism for the selection year. If it didn't work, that's fine. If it didn't work together, that's fine. But, like, question the players then. That's why they're not in the first team now. They need to do better, really. Um, I mean, they got to extra time, didn't they? So, like, I don't think it was necessarily like an awful performance. Essentially, no, it wasn't. It's two, it's two draws against Bristol. I know we ended up losing in extra time, but 90 minutes is two draws against Bristol City, whatever. Move on. Um, it's not really that important. And I think you said outside chance of the playoffs. If you're the manager right now, we're probably looking at it from how we've played as the form perspective. Yeah. So we're like, we're not really expecting it. We, we don't necessarily think we are good enough to go to the playoffs and go up. Yeah. I think that's fair. At this point, we're probably thinking, yeah, it's probably not like nailed on or nothing. If it happens, it happens. And obviously we're going to love it. Yeah. But whatever, that's a bonus. He's probably looking at it from the manager perspective and you, and you have to really, didn't you? Like, well, hang on, we're only actually one win off the playoffs. So, oh yeah, it's still on. I'm not like run. I don't care. Like, I'm like, not criticizing really him not too much. I'm not criticizing him too much for the selection. Yeah. I am just a bit gutted because I think it was a chance for a good cup run. Yeah. Um, I think it was I a chance there to get at least the fifth round. The other side of the coin, really, just the, the two sides. Yeah, I know. Review both both sides, but in my, I think that's what his head must be saying. Like, well, hang on, we are only one win off. I haven't got the most in depth squad. I can't risk big injuries because I have no guarantee they're actually going to get me new players. Highlight yeah. that maybe as well. But um, one win, like you know, we could go and beat QPR on the weekend, and West Brom, Norwich, Millwall, Luton, Sunderland lose or draw. And we're in the playoffs. And then all of a sudden, it's up to us to stay there. Whether that happens or not, there's another question. But from the manager perspective, surely you have to be confident that you can do it like, and make the team feel like they can do it. So 
I'd understand if that's what he's you you know that's the motivation and that's the priority in in the camp. Like that's what I'm yeah. saying. Oh no no I uh, no I agree with you. I can understand why he's done it. Yeah. But um, and he just did bring on for me. I want to win. I yeah. I want to I want I want to win that game. I know like people can write it off now. They're obviously we've we've lost. I understand why he would have done it, but for me in our position, I would have liked to have gone for a for a cup run. Um, so I get the timing of the replay hasn't helped as well off the back of coming you know from Sunderland. So that's got a that's got a factor into the decision making, but. That's a winnable game at home. Again, yeah. on the players as well. Like you said, on the players as well. Like that's a winnable game at home. That's just a bit disappointing that we're now out in the third round. We should have won it in the first leg, really, but we didn't play very well there. Yeah. Um yeah, just a bit frustrating, really. No, that's fair. I think there's definitely two points to it, isn't there? It's just that's that's always what you've got to think about, I guess. Like yeah. there's always well, being the manager, I guess. It's always a hard decision to make, but I've got to prioritize one way or the other, and I guess that's the way he's just decided to go. So we are short and at the if moment. If we get though. there at the end of the season in the playoffs, and because it, it could happen, then he's going to say, "Well, oh, this is why." So yeah, it we are short at the moment. Massively yeah, short yeah, players short. at the moment. We we'll talk about transfers in a sec. Just nearly finished on this game because I haven't got too much to say on it. Because I think it was, I don't know if the stats are correct. I feel like they're probably not right. But Sofa score is saying we had one shot and Bristol had two. That wouldn't that wouldn't surprise me though. <laughs> I doubt it's I I feel like they've only got the, the shots that represent the goals, to be honest. So the last FA Cup game they didn't have good in-depth stats either. But I um, use flash score, I do, and it's usually pretty good. And they've got six shots on target for the Swans and two for Bristol City. Two shots well, on target. Go. Maybe we should have scored more. Yeah. Anyone who went to the game, feel free to let us know in the comments. I think but, it's um... the same story though. Again, going back to like the way we play, it's like conceding goals at every chance we give away, like that, like two shots on target, two one. Just teams know they've got to be clinical against us, don't they? They they're patient, but when they have the ball, they know they've got to do something with it. So the game is quite direct, and we can't think seem to cope with that. From the highlights, though, again, it just looks similar where. It's where we just get caught out. Within. We're all, obviously, teams lie deep, don't they? They lie deep in the pitch where we've got the ball. So you tend to have like the back three, or if, if we're playing a back four, you've got the two centre-backs and the wing, the full-backs wide. They're almost on the halfway line, and they, eventually, because we're just slowly creeping up because they drop. And we make a mistake there, and we just we get caught out. Yeah, and that's what seems to happen a lot. Yeah, it's a problem from last year. That that's probably one of my biggest criticisms of Martin is like that sort of stuff still haven't been fixed. But yeah, that's that's probably what's letting us down really as well, being in the playoffs right now. Because if three points, I think that's one win somewhere, isn't it? That definitely could have been avoided if one of those mistakes didn't happen. Yeah, but there we go. Um, we are where we are. Ollie Cooper obviously came on and scored in like 30 seconds, I think, with his first touch. Another assist yeah. as well for Mac Rhymes. Yeah. Missed when he passed back. Well, actually, no, he did pass backwards for the assist. It was yeah. technically backwards, so can't be doing that. I don't know. I, I don't, People say this all the time now, like, oh, you can only pass backwards. Nobody says that anymore. <laughs> I, I think that's gone now. It just Everyone just oh, keeps good. bringing so it back bad. up. Like, it's just... Yeah. yeah. Took long oh, rightly so. Rightly so, it's gone. But, but yeah, rightly so. Yeah. Seven assists, I think he's on this season, though. Yeah, it's class, isn't it? Mate, it's just class. 
Can't say anything else about him. We, we are absolutely screwed if he goes in the assists, summer. Six, by the way, I think that might be league assists. Um, FA Cup one, yeah. I know we'll we'll get on to transfers now, but I think like like the the results we've had recently, to be fair, not that bad. I mean, we drew away at Bristol and beat Sunderland away and drew a home and lost in extra time. But I I think we're in a bit of not trouble, but. We desperately need players. We're in a bit we need of a state January at the moment. Went again, this happened last year. January. We're in a bit just, of a state. We never play. We're always in a bad place in the middle of a transfer window. Exactly. All the time. It always feels it's like there's a couple of players that their head goes during the transfer window, disrupts oh. the harmony of the team, and we're just not sorting the problems out. And then we. We just can't I, find I that consistency. The problem is then, right? We needed a right back. Yeah, that was a priority yeah. going into this window, but then because we've got two players whose heads are gone now. And some of the loans are called recalled. Yeah. All of a sudden, is right back now our number one priority? We just we can't. And if yeah. We can well, afford to fix one thing at a time. And I was like, well, our, our second striker's decided he's done, and one of our first choice attacking player, winger, wide, whatever you want to call him, Patterson. Do you know what I mean? So all of a sudden, I was short yeah. on top as well. And it's yeah. oh well, hang on, I can't. We can't fix all of these things. And then you're trying to spread the money, and maybe it doesn't get invested as well. It's a bit of a problem, isn't it? Like, if if we went into this window and Patterson and Obafemi were fine, they're still playing, still committed, all the rest of it. Even if Flex got recalled, yeah, I just think you just get a right back in. Yeah, all the money, just get a right back. We'd in. be in, we'd be in a good position. But this is this is what's doing my head, and I don't know what's going on because the last two, three, four transfer windows, we just can't find a level of consistency. Whether it's because I don't know, there's a hangover still of us coming down and loan signings and stuff like this, but we just cannot find that level of consistency at all in every window. It's just like someone wants to leave. We need this position. Somebody else wants to leave. Oh, but we need yeah. to fix this, but we haven't got the money. And it's just like now we hit January all of a sudden. You know, we, we haven't been playing that well, but it could start to build from the Watford win where you think, oh, hang on, now we're doing all right here. And as soon as January hits every year, this, this controversy, or as soon as like you know the season starts and we're still in the summer transfer window, there's still controversy, and that's why we always play well. We always have our best patch of the season in that like October time, where the last two years we've played Cardiff in October, and it just so happens we played Cardiff in that time. That's where we've had like our best runs, though. That's where we've had like you know five six games and beaten, because that's where we find our level of consistency without all this rubbish going on all the time. And I just I don't know how you solve it because it's just it's the players at the end of the day. Like, how can you foresee again that you know Oberfemi? Well, I guess you could probably guess that Oberfemi was going to pick yeah, up a pass again. But like Martin was Patterson signed a contract. The first yeah. player when he came here, like he had confidence yeah. in him. So yeah. signed a new contract in the summer. Could be a little bit of a well, I don't know what the word is, but um, is what it is, isn't it? It, it is what know. it is. You've got to deal with what's in front of you, unfortunately. But we're um, in that mess again where we're trying to literally scrape through January yeah. in terms of on the pitch as well. We haven't, literally haven't got enough players to well, play. We don't have that much time left, so let's just try and touch on some of the transfer stuff. So the big one is Morgan Whitaker, I think. Obviously, he's been recalled, hasn't featured for the Swan since he's been recalled. Now, that has led to some people criticising Russell Martin's management of him further, even than the fact that they already disagreed with the fact that he's gone on loan, whatever. Thing is, right, you can't criticize the fact he's gone on loan when he's gone on loan and done really well. That's why you send someone on loan. So then they recall him because we're short and he's been doing really well. 
So now maybe he can offer something for us. And the whole thing about him not playing for us yet, I'm not 100% sure on the rules behind this, but there's definitely something around a player being registered to play for only two clubs in a season. Um, now, I think there might be something, if they're going on loan short-term deals, like a three-month loan deal, I'm not sure if that counts towards it or not. But obviously, he was originally on loan for the season, so he would have been registered to Plymouth properly. Like um, like I said, I'm not 100% sure of the ruling. I tried to quickly get up for the podcast, couldn't find a good, uh, clear, concise answer. But there is definitely, in terms of transfers, for example, if he played for us, earlier this season and then we sold him to Rangers like say in the summer he kicked the ball for us in the first match sent him to Rangers in the summer and then it gets to January, Rangers don't want him anymore, he can't go on loan I believe or he won't be able to play. It happened with um, something like that isn't it yeah, can't it happened play for so many someone clubs. before like was it Ollie McBurney or not or it was another striker that we had in the youth team and he got recalled because of some sort of personal reasons, and then he couldn't play for the rest of the season. I can't remember who it was. It might have been McBurney one year. Like oh, I can't remember. Early, early on. Um, and he couldn't he couldn't play for even, I think, us, because he'd been on loan, come back, gone on loan again. The second one, something happened, personal reasons, he had to come back, but he couldn't play for us at like top level in the senior yeah. squad because he'd been registered twice. Yeah, so there is something. Say, yeah. So if we register, if we play Wichtaker now against QPR, I'm not sure he could actually go to Rangers and play until the summer. So, and not even just Rangers, like any club. So I think the point is, they might have recalled him to use him, but if there's interest and he's going to generate a decent fee, everyone is available under that narrative in the in the squad. There's not a player that isn't available under that narrative. Okay, so if there's interest, especially, they're not going to use him until after January. So if he's still at the club in February, he'll probably start featuring in the first team. He's not going to feature in the first team in January, I believe, just in case he does end up going. And in the situation that we are in, apparently he is not happy and he wants to leave. So maybe they are more open to letting him go and use the funds then to fix some of the problems we've already just mentioned with the Oberfermi, the Patterson, the right back. You know, we need something in these areas. And We'll speak about those in a minute, but nothing much is happening there. So if there's opportunity here, Rangers have made a bid. It's been turned down. I can't see a fee. Um, Russell Martin's so one and a half million gonna, somewhere. I think. One and a half million. A Russell Martin's saying that we're not going to sell him on a cheap. So whatever that means. Um, but yeah, I think there's more to it than just saying Russell Martin's managing him badly here because he's kind of got his eyes, hands tied behind his back a little bit with the I... situation. I don't think I, I don't necessarily think Russell Martin's got anything to do with it now. I think and this is what wor- this is what's worrying me. I don't think he was recalled. I don't think he was recalled to play in the first place. I don't think that was the intention. I think he's gone out on loan. He's done really well at Plymouth. I think they're recalling him to cash in. I yeah, think they're recalling they, him now is, to fund our that, transfer because this is why we haven't brought anybody in yet. Yeah, but they wouldn't because we've still that, got. See. You can sell a player who's on loan and they just terminate the loan and go straight there. They wouldn't have had to yeah, I don't see him doing that though. They did it with um so it happened to someone the other day, didn't they? I can't, I can't remember who it was now. But like was it like a Chelsea player or something? No, you you'd have loan, to... and you get sold somewhere. Like if, if a club puts a, a bid in for a player who's on loan, I think they can like pay out the remainder of that loan. So like 
I don't know if there's a fee necessary for us to cancel Whitaker's loan. It depends what the agreement is, but um, there's there is stuff that that can happen there. So I'm not I'm not hundred percent sure they would have brought him back. I think maybe they have got that as a site as an idea or maybe a first idea of what they'd like to do. But I do also think with Patterson and Obafemi situation, and Martin will will have been like, yeah, he can come back, and if we don't sell him, I will be using him because we are short there now. I don't know. I'd be surprised. I'd be surprised if we end up seeing him in a swan shirt. But I, I, because I just think they recalled him to sell him. I think that was the, that's what I see as the intention. Because they have to recall him to let people know that he's available, really, don't he? Because as far as everyone else is concerned, he's on loan to Plymouth till the end of the season, isn't he? So until they recall him, everyone else thinks he's staying there for the season. So he agents the four man. He's tell the agents. Yeah, but he's not even in. He's not even in the window, is he? Because he expressed how much he didn't want to leave Plymouth. So when he was recalled, you could be right to a certain extent where they've recalled him and thought, right, we want to sell him, but let's first see what happens with Obafemi and uh, Patterson uh, and if we can bring anybody in. But it's it's worrying for me because it just seems like, again, that this window, they've they've hinted on, uh, well, prior to Christmas that we might bring people in in January, but then we're 18 days into January now. We haven't got rid of anybody. We haven't brought anybody in. Yeah, it's just a mess again. He's saying he doesn't even think we're any closer to bringing anyone in, to be honest. Which is even more concerning. But it looks like that he's got... You can see it already. It looks like we've got to sell Whitaker, Obafemi and Patterson in order to bring people in. They have to be sold in order to bring people in. And I I don't understand it because we've had the loans that have been cancelled. We sold Flynn Downs in the summer for £12 and brought in Joe Allen on a free. Admittedly, he probably would have taken up some of that with his wages. So why, why again, have we got no money in the pot until we sell players? This goes back to, obviously, the conversations we've had a hundred times over. But how are we relying on selling these players now to bring players in? And, you know, they're playing hardball because they want more money. And I can just see it going right down to the wire again, where Whitaker, Oberfermi and Patterson are in the mix on deadline day. And then we el- we end up bringing in Schechter on loan last minute. Is he still around? You know, I don't know. It's just yeah, uh, why I, does this happen every gone. transfer window? It seems like gone quiet on incomings as well. But um, I remember the days you used to watch in deadline day and the Swans weren't even involved and it was so frustrating. It was like, oh, we never do anything on deadline day. And now for the last like five, six years, that's all we ever do is like sell everybody last minute and then bring players in desperately. Yeah. Remember the, remember the deadline day? Sorry, I'm going off top. Think about it. There was a deadline day where it was like Leroy Furs going to Villa, I think, and it was all day Leroy Furs going to Villa. The deadline passed, and they were like, oh, yeah, we sold Tom Carroll to Villa. It's like, what? what? How? How did that change? Yeah, it was, yeah. I mean, crazy. But um, I don't know. We'll have to wait and see what happens, really. We've also rejected a bid for Oberfemi because apparently he wasn't enough. I can't remember what they were bidding in the summer now that we rejected a few in the summer, didn't we? Yeah, I think they're they're on to the. I keep seeing about two and a half million, three million now, but I can't remember what it was in the summer. Was it about five million, maybe? I don't know. I can't remember. He's not a contract this summer, is he? So surely you at least start where you pick. I don't know. God knows. We'll see. Um. Anyway, so yeah, we're to get to Rangers. Probably not the last year to that. I think it probably is likely to. I mean, when a club like Rangers come, I feel like. He's probably going to go there, and he just they want a bit more money out of that. Patterson, 
apparently was going to go to Coventry for about what was it, seven hundred k? Might be less after. I think it was about four hundred k. I saw. I don't know if it's true. I but... saw a couple of different figures. I saw one. I said two hundred and fifty as well. So God knows, but somewhere in that region. But by all accounts, that's not happening anymore. Um, Coventry aren't that keen on actually stumping up cash for him. And yeah, deals off. But I thought well, by all accounts and purposes, he was like signed, sealed, ready to go. He's from Coventry as as well as yeah, home, hometown like... club. So maybe the links got um you know fired up from that connection. But what has been reported today is that it's not really happening now. Uh, I'll I'll just read here. Um Commentary Live states that Sky Blues are not currently pursuing an interest in Swansea attack of Jamie Patterson. Russell Martin said, there's lots of interest in power, we'll just have to wait and see. There's lots of interest, discussion and talks, nothing concrete as of yet. Yeah. But there we go. It's a funny, funny question though. Like, yeah, that seems strange to me. Maybe he will go, but doesn't seem to be any other interest. It was only the commentary rumour. If we can't get rid of Patterson again, like he doesn't go, can can we realistically can he ever play again for us? Even if we don't I think get rid we of him. Either way, you haven't done anything all season, have he? I know. But I'm just thinking, can he ever can he ever wear that shirt again? Like after all that and yeah, same with like, Obafemi, if we don't manage play. to get rid of him. He did play after the World Cup. It's not like he as vis- last time he visually kicked off, didn't he? But like he just disappeared this time. Yeah, but Martin has come out and said now, hasn't he? We said, he said we... attitude, didn't he? But um, yeah, yeah. But what, what, what's he mean? He's just um, he's not bothered. Like he's just not trying. It's Back still great in it. It's still a grey area. Like I just sometimes though, that's a, the clubs just like ah, oh, when did you go now? And then that's what they say in it. But I'm not saying it is that. Um, Maybe you just never know. Never know what's going no. on behind the scenes, really. Do you? No, no, we ne- we'll never know. As I said for incomings then, I've got nothing more to update than what we spoke about last week. There's still those same names going around, which I forgot because I haven't really been trying to read into it because it's just a case of constant disappointment. Um, (laughs) It was that guy that we were looking at with something. Yeah, I haven't seen nothing about that for a while. No, Um, because we're waiting to get rid of Boba as well. But I feel like we we haven't got the money to stamp up for him. Because we're waiting to get rid of Patterson and Obafemi. Nothing's going to happen until we get rid of them. It's quiet about Hans Wolf again. I don't know, there's just no names linked. I can't see for like the last couple of days. Nothing new anyway. Quite scary, isn't it? Because I think like Russell Martin, we said, and we touched on it, Russell Martin said he didn't expect anybody to come in. Unless he's just playing it down. But Well, he said they're probably further away than the last time that question was asked, which would have been <laughs> before. Great. Just means a couple of panic buys on uh, or panic loans on deadline day, probably. Definitely, I think so. That's what's coming deadline day. Maybe Obafemi and Patson go out last minute, or Whitaker, and we bring someone random in just to fill, just to, like we did with like that. Flynn Stevens came in, didn't he? Last minute, yeah. just to cover a hole, and then never played because he probably wasn't good enough. Or Russell Martin didn't deem him good enough. But it was just Looks a last better. minute. <laughs> but yeah, just last minute. Like let's just get a body in the door. I don't know. They probably got obviously they do their scouting, don't they? They probably got a list of players that they're looking at. But then when they get to deadline day and they're desperate, they're like, oh realistically, we can probably only get him. Let's just bring him in. Yeah. 
Well, we'll see. Maybe next week we'll have something better to talk about. But uh, we'll end yeah, it because yeah. I know it's coming up to the time you need to shoot off. Um, no worries. But yeah, cheers again for the podcast. And thank you everyone for joining us. Hopefully you enjoyed what we talked about today. Sorry there wasn't a little bit more positivity around the transfers. I think that's what everyone's waiting for now. But you know, we can only talk about what's in front of us and there's not really much good happening on that front, unfortunately. Um, there's nothing happening on that front, really. Nothing concrete, just waiting game. When it comes to the, the football, a little bit better, perhaps. Disappointed to be out of the FA Cup, but at least the league, the latest league result was a good one. So let's hope we can carry that into QPR. They've probably dropped off quite a lot, actually, the last couple of weeks. So is there's an opportunity there to carry on some good form. And you're saying about the bad quality of the league, Lee, I forgot to mention, we're only one point off Norwich. So they were in Premier League last year. Yeah, but Norwich been not very good this year, are they? Yeah, but their squad is better than ours. Is it? it? On paper. Yeah, I think they got like they still got poopy up front, haven't they? Yeah. Um, anyway, anyway, let's let's leave it there, and we shall uh, catch you in the next video. Have a good one. Yeah, we'll see you next week. See you soon. Sports Social Podcast Network. The match has just finished, and you're on your way home. What better way to celebrate that 90th minute winner than a McNugget share box and a few tips with your mates? You channel your inner Ronald as you race to beat the muck delivery home, just making it an injury time. Ordering muck delivery is easy on the McDonald's app. You in? Our participating restaurants, 18 plus, serving times, delivery fee and term supply. See mcdonalds.com. And there it is, that's as good as it gets on this stage. Nissan Townstar EV strikes again. It's an unstoppable van. Unstoppable! Look, just fantastic. You can actually see the ProPilot technology in action. Effortless parallel parking. It moves with all the confidence that comes with a five-year warranty. And with a bench full of all-star van experts, there's real strength in depth here. That's all-star quality. Search Nissan Townstar EV and visit your local all-star van centre to see for yourself. Terms and conditions apply. Five years or 100,000 miles, whichever comes first. ProPilot is an advanced driver assist technology. Driver's responsibility to stay alert, drive safely, and control vehicle at all times. This podcast is proud to be part of the TalkSport Fan Network. TalkSport. Powered by fans.